Jurassic Park 3 Minutes, where we'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And back again to end out the week is our... I've got to really work on these introductions. I was going to say, was going to say our Jurassic friend, but I thought, no, that sounds too corny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Jay Jurassic, to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be back. I'm glad to have you. One thing we didn't discuss um, last episode with uh, you coming back is uh, your history with Jurassic Park 3. I can't recall if you sort of mentioned it when you were on for the Lost World Minute and you said you wanted to come on for the show, but um, Jurassic Park 3, were you were you old enough to see it in cinemas or did it come out, you just visit it later on in life? Oh, no, I, I saw it in cinemas. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> so you're, you, uh... <laughs> you're there... <laughs> <laughs> what? Say again, you, sorry? You were there when it happened. <laughs> oh, I was there. I saw it. I I, I witnessed it. <laughs> um, basically, I was very excited for Jurassic Park 3. Um, I remember it was uh, around the time... Um, uh, my, my, I, my grandmother um, used to go to this one doctor around that time, and I used to go with her for this um this procedure she had to get done so like um there would be a tv there and they were showing a lot of um walking with dinosaurs and mixing it with jurassic park 3 cast like they were like announcing the movie coming out soon um and it was like a whole week of like you know getting you ready for jurassic park 3 and I, i used to go with her to this one place and um before knowing that I had to go there the next week and I knew that show was going to be on, I had asked like the like the staff there, um, "Do you guys have Discovery Channel?" You know, because I wanted to I wanted to see it. Even though I had seen Walking with Dinosaurs, I can't tell you how many times. Which is sad. I don't own it. I I have no idea why I don't own it. But um, I have it on VHS. Oh, <laughs> I, I I need to own this because I love that series. I love all of the ones, even the yeah. ones with uh, Dinosaur Guy. <laughs> I remember going to my aunt's house because she had cable and I didn't. So I would go to her house to, every weekend to see it. Right? Oh, man, it's such a great series. And um, so they were doing a special where the entire week they were showing the, the series in like um, half hour uh, episodes or like an hour episode it would be you know the the story of the tyrannosaur the story of um the apatosaurus mm-hmm. or i think it was diplodocus might have been diplodocus yeah. yeah it was and so and so on and in those like little episodic um uh, like parts of the the whole series as a whole um they would have the cast from Jurassic Park 3. They had William H. Macy. They had um, Sam Neill. They had Tia Leone. And um, I think they had the kid at one point. Um, the kid that plays, I don't know his um, real name, the actor. Um, they had him on there. And they would all present you with, like, dinosaur facts and, like, behind-the-scenes moments of Jurassic Park 3, stuff that's coming up for the new movie. You know I mean? They had a, a good, like like propaganda going on to get you like a lot of advertising and whatnot for, for this Jurassic Park three, you know, and it had mm-hmm. me pumped. I was really excited to see it. Um, and I remember it was a school day, but I didn't go. 
I actually, <laughs> I actually told my mom like I'm not going. I was I was either leaving middle school, going into high school, or it was like my first year of high school, uh, or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Wait, did it come out in July? I and it thought out, so. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, July then I was then I was in summer school. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I, I know I was in school. I know I was in school because I didn't go to school that day. So I, I said I'm not. I wasn't going. Um, yeah, it was summer school I was in, and I didn't go. And I went to the theater. I got myself all like, like everything that I it, like. I went in there with a lot of money to get a lot of stuff from the concession stand. I got popcorn. I had the candies. I had the big gulp. You know, I'm I'm going in there loaded. Ready to see this movie? Excited. Um, there wasn't much people. I remember that. It was mean, like uh, I, I don't know, like twenty people. The 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 thing wasn't full. There was not much people at that at that showing. It was the first one of the morning, of the next day. It was it, you know how they sometimes come. They show you like that first showing on Thursday night. I don't mm-hmm. think they did that back then. Back then they I don't think they did it. They do that now. But back then the and first they, showing was. They did midnight showings, but not like night before showings yeah see like and i don't think they did for much movies i think they did for like a few right not every movie like all right so yeah so like i went it was um i think it was a friday might have been friday right or was it why am i thinking wednesday for some reason might have been wednesday i think it was a real screening or something I it's it's fuzzy such a long time ago. But what I do remember <laughs> is that I sat there, I'm watching the movie, glad to see Grant back and everything. And then a certain scene that comes up in this movie uh, that it's going to come up in the next couple of minutes that we talk <laughs> earlier on uh just took me out of the movie completely. I remember leaving that first screening not knowing what happened to the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having a similar, uh, the actually the exact same experience. I remember the aviary, and that was it. It was that scene, was, and then just the aviary, and everything else was a blur. I believe the medical term for that is a blind rage. Oh, <laughs> it, it was, man. It was just, it was awful. And then I went to see it again to actually see the movie, and then I saw it or whatever. But, but like, um, it was kind of a struggle for me to go back. But it was, it was. It was heartbreaking to me because I um I remember at the same time Planet of the Apes was coming out, the Tim Burton uh. one. <laughs> and that and and I wanted Jurassic Park to succeed so badly. Even though in even though I knew I didn't like the film. I just didn't, but I didn't want it to die out because it, it was like the third film and after a third film there really is not much the toys weren't that great. Like, a lot of stuff was kind of like, this is not like Lost World, you know? I'm starting to see kind of the franchise of love a little kind of diminishing. Like, it's it's being treated as a as a straight-to-home video type of situation almost, I felt. You know, like, maybe that's what's going to happen with Jurassic Park 4. I don't want that. So, Planet of the Apes came out just, like, it took over. And I remember, like, Jurassic Park came out. I mean, Jurassic Park 3 came out, and, like, a week later... Plan the Apes did, or like maybe two weeks later, because I remember walking through a shop. Right, this is how, this is how <laughs> crazy this like time was. That I remember specifically walking through a shop. Right, which is like a 
it's like a grocery store train in in um, mm-hmm. in the north northeast, right? Um, mm-hmm. All my my fellow Jerseyans know what Shoprite is, you know. <laughs> and like um, walking through the the aisle, and I blatantly heard some uh, some people talking about, "Hey, have you seen the new Planet of the Apes?" And I remember I turned around, "Have you guys seen Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they were like. Uh no, we really. I'm like, you better go see it, man. It's better than Planet of the Apes. But <laughs> in my heart, in my heart, I knew it wasn't. Even though I didn't like Planet of the Apes either, that one with with Mar, um, uh, uh, Helena Bowman Carter, Mark Wahlberg. Um, Mark Wahlberg. I did not like that one. Anyway, still though, I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, I was like, Jurassic Park is better. <laughs> <laughs> go see it oh man but it was I knew instantly it wasn't my favorite you know yeah. it was it was disappointing to me I mean I know a lot of the newer generation loves this movie and a lot of people that probably hear this podcast are probably going to be like well Jay Jurassic he's not great but <laughs> it's just how it is you know um, I just didn't and it's not just because of one scene the movie as a whole for me wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. There's yeah. certain moments in the film, and as the minutes go on, you guys will hear those moments, uh, those minutes, and um, some of them are great, you know. Yeah, but I don't really want to discuss them all in this minute because we have minutes ahead to discuss those, those, yes. those. You know, especially especially the uh, the one you dislike the most. <laughs> oh my, yeah, I, it's... <laughs> that's next week. <laughs> All right, yeah. When we get yeah. to that one, uh, I'll let you know how many times I actually seen that scene. Let's <laughs> say yeah. uh, so you yeah, can count well, them on your hands. <laughs> and that's I've, I've said I've said before. Just it's sort of it's, it's nostalgia plays a lot into it as well. What which film you've oh, seen yeah, first in the cinema? It's like a lot of new young generation mm-hmm. now saying Jurassic World's the best. It's just that infuriates me even more, but. It's just, that's that's one of the things. So, like I've I've always said, I prefer Lost World over the other the other films, and that's my nostalgia playing there. I know it's got some big issues, and Jurassic Park's got some big issues too. And we've mentioned some of them previously, but yeah, it, it's, it's um, it, it has a lot to do with it, and it just it's just certain things, certain like uh, certain aspects they 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 go into the film with. And they change up and they move around. You know, Weaver, you guys already have discussed this minute. Um, the first time you realize Grant and Ellie aren't together. You know, <laughs> something like that. It, it, when you grow up with Jurassic Park, you know, then you go into Lost World. You don't know what's going on with Grant and you don't know what's going on with Ellie. So the whole time while you're watching Lost World, at least in my mind as a kid, I'm thinking, well, I know Grant and Ellie are doing great, you know. <laughs> And then you see Jurassic Park 3, like, wow, I was wrong, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's it's things like that that, they, that um, I guess, the nostalgia and, like, the the want of, like, um, thoughts you had as a child with um, with Jurassic Park and, and Lost World, and then they're completely changed by the next installment in the series, which you mm-hmm. probably feel, uh, Brad, with uh, Jurassic World. You're not mm-hmm. too fond of that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and I, then yeah, I, like I understand. See, it's it's definitely put legs back into the franchise and that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and troll, <laughs> be the internet troll and the fandom 
start causing stuff like you get in other fandoms and that <laughs> Star Wars. But um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it's like um, I remember talking to Cole and Brody in Jurassic Park minute when they were running that, and just with the um, with the deleted scene of Alan and Ellie embracing each other at the dig site. There's not really I never seen them as a couple at all in that film. And that's why when it comes to... Like, there's all this hate because they're not together and that's why I was always wondering why why would they be together? <laughs> yes, they um, went through and a life and death experience, but... And, that, and that's that's the, the, the funny thing. Like, see, I came out of that film thinking completely the opposite. You know yeah, what I mean? I kept yeah. thinking uh, it's just how you view it, you know? So my viewing of this film doesn't mean the view of somebody else uh, that, that loves this film means that their view is wrong and that's what people that's what happens when um you you critique a certain film and and people start thinking like well what are you saying that my view is wrong no yours is wrong no it's how you view the film you know yeah um so yeah you know i mean i can crack jokes we crack jokes we laugh about these things and whatnot uh, how you know dress park three is but at the end of the day it's the film that you love and you love it fine you know i mean uh, that's it's okay you know I, I, you, we we talked in the last minutes uh, uh, how I'm not the biggest fan of Fallen Kingdom, but then there's others that I know that really loved it, and uh, it's just the way it is. Yeah, not well said. You know. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that there are two kinds of boys: there are those that want to be astronomers and those that want to be astronauts. The astronomer, the paleontologist, gets to gets to study these amazing things from a place of complete safety. But then you never get to go into space. Exactly. It's the difference between imagining and seeing, be able to touch them. And that's... That's all that Billy wanted. Shall we get into minute 25 and discuss some more of this film we love so much? <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's do it. All right. As we entered minute 24 of Jurassic Park 3, the crashed plane had fallen from the tree on the ground, and the Spinosaur had been kicking and rolling it around, with the surviving inside being tossed and turned and thrown about. Its big foot pushes down on the fuselage, inside the chairs collapse inwards, the windows blow out, and their hiding space suddenly becomes a lot smaller. At the 14 second mark, frustrated because it can't get to its prey, the Spinosaur buries its nose through the side of the fuselage, and tries to snap at the humans inside. At the 34 second mark, while the Spinosaur's head's buried into the fuselage, Grant yells, follow me, and they all start running from the plane into the forest behind the Spinosaur, behind the big predator. The Spinosaur, realising its prey is no longer in the plane, turns and roars, and then gives chase. At the 41 second mark, Grant and the survivors emerge in a grassy clearing and run towards a dense patch of trees off to their right. The Spinosaur breaks through the foliage behind and gives chase. At the 52 second mark we see the Spinosaur try and get between two large trees, but is stuck and can't follow its prey. And as the minute ends, the survivors run through some thick ferns into a small clearing. As we end the last minute, the Spinosaur is rolling the fuselage all over the place and tossing everyone about inside and... Much like a washing machine, as we open here on 25, the uh, Spinosaur's left foot comes down on the fuselage and steps down on it, buckling the whole sort of structure under its weight. And inside, we can see the floor of the plane collapse and the seats sort of 
pushing down towards the uh, the survivors on the the Florida plane. We mentioned last minute how sort of it's the real actors in there for the most part doing a lot of these stunts and getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah, definitely check out the behind the scenes. I'll see. I might link one to the uh, Facebook group that um, goes through sort of them doing this. Had the wires inside to pull the roof in, the, the windows to blow out, and all the uh, the setup they had in in this fuselage section. But then the uh, Spinosaur kicks the fuselage again and it goes rolling. Um, and uh, it sort of rolls over the side and the windows face up so the Spinosaur can now see inside the plane. And then it plunges its snout inside through one of the walls. And so this is all the animatronic here too, which you sort of think about how much of the like the T-Rex breakout or the trailer sequence, which is animatronic versus CG. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, most of this here is just the animatronic doing its work whether it's the foot or the um i know they had a set of arms to hold the to sit on the fuselage blank it's actually the cg that's rolling the plane yeah i think so too yeah which i always kind of thought was a somewhat awkward shot i personally thought that the um animatronic probably would have actually been better if they used that instead of the um the cg arms hmm well, they might have tried it, and they couldn't get it to roll the plane the way they liked. It might yeah, just look too, yeah. might look too animatronic, <laughs> as we've criticised before. You can kind of notice blatantly when the Spinosaurus is the animatronic and the CG sometimes. I don't know. I, I feel it's it's the Raptors that confuse me. The Raptors is the CG, and, and the animatronics are done so well. Mm. But the Spinosaur, like, I don't know. It's like different skin textures when... when you see, like, the arms or the leg or whatnot, and then you see the actual Spinosaur animatronic. It differs a lot. And it's true. We, we didn't really discuss the budget either when we started the film. Like, $94 million for this. The film sort of went up that 10 or we went up about $15 million more here between Lost World and this one. Most of that would probably be inflation, but I, I, don't, I can't recall how many effect shots are actually in the film, but I don't think they'd be anywhere near as many as previous... The other two films, anyway. Like, runtime would probably affect that a bit as well. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to it in a minute. There seems to be a size, when it goes between the animatronic and the, the CG model, it seems to jump in size a bit. Like the oh, CG yeah, model it does. Is a lot bigger. <laughs> a lot bigger yes, CG. it does. <laughs> yes, it does. There's a... I don't know. Um, are we in that minute where it's running out in the woods? Yeah, we get that's at the end so, of this yeah. minute. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah all right, we'll, yeah. Cause... We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, plungence, it's bleak, in, it's snout into the plane, and it's um, it's sort of weird here. We get a lot of different cuts, different shots of them inside the plane and the animatronics sort of fishing around. We get um, them, some of them moving from the back of the plane to the front mm-hmm. and as it pulls its head in and out. It's sort of a lot of fast cuts here to try and build the tension a little bit, just... And as we said before, probably trying to hide the fact that it's the animatronic for most of it, and it's just swinging its head back and forwards with its snout in the hole with the plane. <laughs> but um, Grant sort of gets out of the front of the plane, yells "Follow me!" and uh, and in this way, as he runs from the plane with the others following close behind, and the Spinosaur realizes the people are no longer inside and turns and roars before giving chase. And this is where we cut to the sort of dark open clearing as the uh, group mm. runs from the tree line and 
it's sort of weird how before at the airport or at the runway how it was sunny bright sunny day and now we've sort of it's looks to be really overcast as if it's just rain because there's that fog in the trees in the background mm-hmm. yeah jurassic world part three is one of those weird movies where i feel like they kind of i'm not sure i'm not sure if they the contrast is way low and so everything is kind of just given this foggy kind of dark look to it mm. or oh, yeah. even before when they were in the uh in that sort of the set jungle with the plane crash you still saw you could clearly well, you, you could see that it's sort of the, the sun's streaking down through the canopy wherever it could um this just feels like it's either a pickup shot or something they've done hey we need like a lot of it in this film where they've got main scenes and just need something to go from scene to scene hey we need just to run through this field and pretend you're getting chased by something and we can use it fit it into the film later very well could have been actually I think that the interesting that we get a shot right before um, it gets to this clearing, and it's the shot of the Spinosaurus kind of turning and running after them. And this is the first shot you actually get. If you look at the Spinosaurus's leg, or, or upper thigh, or, or yeah, upper hip area, you can kind of see a gash there oh. where the plane struck the Spinosaurus. I was going to ask if we've seen I'd it yet. I never knew that. Yeah, most of the time we see it, it's from the right hand side, from the other side, not the side that it got hit by by the plane. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, but yeah, as we mentioned before, it sort of charges out into the clearing after him, and it um, it's, it's almost as big as the trees. <laughs> the CG oh, yeah. model is, and I get the same too when it sort of busts through the fence and that later on. It's a CG one there too. It's sort of up as it's as big as the fence. <laughs> Interesting thing about that, because in the Delgado uh, uh, concept sketches, they show them, like, the sail up there with the treetops, and we see them running into a, out of the, we actually see where, the way he sketched it, we would see the Spinosaurus chasing them through the jungle, and then out into the grassy plain, and where, and then into a, um, they, there's a section of fallen logs here and behind that elephant grass that they run into. And that elephant grass kind of runs along the trees and that's where they eventually meet the T-Rex. I wonder if we could have got a reuse or like a return to the... Um, when they're up in the high height and you see the trees moving with the two Tyrannosaurs approaching the trailers. Mm-hmm. But a daytime shot here of just up above the jungle and you see the trees move as it's running and just a sail periodically sort of appearing between some of the lower trees because mm-hmm. sort of because i know in the in the um we'll get to it in a minute in the in the script in the novel it's sort of definitely described a lot more as it's knocking over trees and the trees are falling around grant and that as it's running as it's trying to catch up to them and get them yeah that's what it shows here on the storyboards as well i'll post these storyboards up for the fans of course yeah. when this minute goes live. Yeah. that'll be interesting to see but out in the clearing, we get Grant sort of change direction and point and says here, and obviously there's a thicker stand of trees that he um, can see, and that, that's addressed in the, in the script as well, and needing to slow the Spinosaur down, finding something thick that it can't can't burst through. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's described as a, um, like a thicket of fallen trees here in the story board sketch, yep. but it's actually more of a... Um, like just a one large tree that the Spinosaurus kind of rams itself into in the final movie. Mm. 
But yeah, well, that's it. They um they run into I think it's it's described as a grove of trees in a thick grove of trees in the script, but they all run in run in through the trees, and we get that shot of the spinosaurus sort of put its head between the two trees or the logs and can't get past, and mm-hmm. sort of gives that roar and defeat, and we think that's the end of it, but um. The group don't stop running, and as the minute ends, we sort of get that POV shot of them running through that elephant grass and that, which we've seen in the um, the teaser trailer of that camera yeah, sort of moving. That's, that's the teaser trailer shot. I'm going to ask Jay his opinion of something here. Is yeah, What is your opinion of the CGI of the Spinosaurus as it's kind of jammed itself in the trees there? I always thought it was like one of the worst shots in the movie. Uh, or at least the, one of the worst CGI shots. What the, do you think? The, the one where it's kind of where they run into the uh, the other part of the forest and uh, it's kind of like roaring after him, but it, it's like stuck and it's like, damn it, I can't get through. That's a, yeah. that shot. What do you think about that? I don't remember it being a shot where it affected me, so I, I don't. Maybe I didn't pay attention to it. I don't know, but uh, uh I would have to see it again to to give you an opinion on it. I don't want to give one without knowing. Uh, I, mean, sure. I, have a, I have a workshop yeah. coming up and it involves the Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> but, oh, God. Yeah, I don't... I, well, not the Tyrannosaurus itself, just the way it interacts with its environment, but we'll get to that next minute. The entrance? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's all right. We'll get, there. we'll get there next minute. I have some thoughts about the uh, changing of colors, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Oh, that was... Yeah, uh, yeah, stand by for next minute. (laughs) It's going to get rough. (laughs) Uh, But briefly looking into the uh, novel and script comparisons, um, again, not much different from the script. Um, Billy's helping out a lot more, as it's described as he loves the adrenaline rush, which if you're jumping off cliffs in New Zealand, and yeah, you're probably going to (laughs) love the elevated heart rate, where I would not. Um, (laughs) As they run from the plane, sort of... Billy can't help but stop and look back at the massive Spinosaur as it sort of roars and still playing around with the plane and Grant actually has to run back and yank him out of it and pull him out of his out of his gaze. The escape the escape's shown a little bit different too. Grant leads while Yudesky brings up the rear and they um the Spinosaur's sort of mowing over young trees as they fall around him. Again just crashing through the underbrush and that trying to give chase. In the novel, it's more there's a bit more from Billy as he stops to look at the animal. Um, it's described as having a dark, horrible shape and a strange mix of features that few dinosaurs possess, so maybe alluding to the fact that it's not a real Spinosaur, it's sort of a bit of a hybrid or um, or an experiment anyway. But mm-hmm. given given there's not really much, like I know there's not a lot of, um, well most of the skeletons yet to be discovered as well, so maybe that's why he, um, he's not really recognising what the animal actually is, and we get that a bit later where he's trying to suggest it's a baryonyx. Mm-hmm. That's true. If, I mean, we really do have to consider that Jurassic Park 3 kind of took a gamble here with m- making it have the snout there. At the time it was made, they, it was really kind of a toss-up between the long snout and that, long, and that normal kind of carnosaur typical snout that we see. Yeah, yeah. And, and we haven't really touched either on the um on on like the the spinosaur itself um, we did we did briefly go into the, sort of how it was going to be the, the baryonyx and even some of that early 
logos and that had the baryonics there instead of the spinosaur, maybe maybe just carrying that design concept over and calling it the spinosaur and making it a lot larger. I remember seeing the the baryonics on the logo. I I was in school and I used to stay. Uh, I was in um in middle school, um, and this is when they were doing like you know it, when it was announced that there was going to be a JP three, and I used to stay um after school and in the computer class, um, and I would because I didn't have a computer then I didn't own a computer, um, so I would stay after school and you know search the web for Jurassic Park information and I used to print out a bunch of stuff. My teacher <laughs> yep. would be like. Oh my God! Why are you printing so much papers? And it would just be logos and stories and what. And I would be on a, a on Dan's three JP three page, and like all those pages back in the day were in Gennet and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just print stuff out. Oh yeah, dude! Like that. That's all like old school websites that had all Jurassic Park information. Like long time sure, fans sure. know. Yeah. And be searching through Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then I I found the logo and I was like, oh, that's that crocodile and snout. Um, Baryonyx happens to be one of my favorite sp- uh, spinosaurides. You know, um, Spinosaurus really isn't, and and Suchomimus either. But Baryonyx was—I don't know—they're just it. I feel it's because there's um there's this old book. Uh, it's those eyewitness science books. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, there's one from from early 90s that my mom got me as a gift, and um, it was for her birthday or whatever. And it's eyewitness dinosaurs, and it has these beautiful dinosaur sculptures in there where it shows their their insides, shows the fossils, and there's a sculpture of a dead baryonyx, and it just fascinated me as a kid that there was this dinosaur that had like a crocodilian snout but had like long legs and like arms like a regular dinosaur you know and it i just fell in love with that particular spinosauride you know Mm -hmm. so when they had it in the logos like cool man they're gonna have a uh, um a baryonyx (laughs) and then later on they changed it to spinosaurus so i'm like wait a second spinosaurus doesn't have a snout like that i have a spinosaurus from the 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 lost world toy that doesn't have that they got it wrong like i didn't know you know <laughs> and then you find out it's a spinosaurus i'm like oh wow i and i'm looking at my uh lost world toy and i'm like wow you are wrong so wrong <laughs> you know uh, i remember yeah, but that yeah. was it's pretty cool yeah that they that's what originally was announced crazy yeah, and that's just again behind the scenes stuff. You see Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy that sort of talking about the how, how they wanted something bigger to take out the T Rex and mm-hmm. that whole that whole controversy there as well, which as we're going to talk about next minute <laughs> puts the fans off as well. But yes, I suppose yeah, just going back to the download of backing up the internet. <laughs> I remember back in '97 in class, same thing me little four megabyte floppy drives <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to save i've got i've got all the ingen net sort of that stuff um, oh, saved on my computer still even though that site's still up but if you can get to it but just i've got folders here just yeah again just like that rotating ingen logo and all the all the art mm-hmm. whatever you could save was getting saved and 
nearly missing the bus in the end of well, at the end of school just because you're waiting for stuff to download. Oh yeah, <laughs> it took forever. Yeah, carrying a dozen discs with you so you could bring it all home. Yeah, and then <laughs> turning on the internet and you would hear the. <laughs> yeah, the, the people today don't know that. Don't know the struggle of of going oh. on the internet. Mom, get off the phone. I'm trying to look at something on the internet. Oh God! If somebody got on the phone when you were on the internet, <laughs> <laughs> everything dropped. Everything dropped. And mm-hmm. it was cool that they had these viral sites going on back then. The yeah. internet, and they had the, um, they had the, uh, was the other one, um, John Hammond's like like desk that you can yeah. like explore documents and it have like the documents that he was that like Malcolm was holding in the Lost World. He's like here are the uh, and. Like it, it had the information on him, it had the information on Nick Van Owen, had their picture, so cool. And like it didn't tell you what to do; you had to explore John Hammond's room. And there was like like codes and stuff, and phone number you can dial, and then it take you somewhere else. So yeah, great. That lost lost dash world. That's where that was, and that's Hammond's nope. desk. And even like it had the even sort of blending Crichton the Crichton map for sauna on the wall that you go to, and it actually yep. had the. The mobile lab locations with the coordinates and all that that oh, correspond man. to a little dot in the Pacific there. <laughs> but um, I but had yeah, those printouts. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've still got them all here. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have them anymore, but I had them until like a couple years ago. I remember seeing them in a folder. I was like, oh man, yeah. there's it's the print is so bad though. <laughs> <laughs> but even even like Hammond's bookshelf where it's got list. Um, links to sort of the University of Paleontology and all that sort of stuff as well, well just just sort of expanding yes it's it's not Jurassic related but just expanding where they're getting their research and stuff like that from and mm-hmm. yeah, great site <laughs> did you guys on the minutes have you guys spoken about um Jurassic Park Institute I don't touched think on we have, yeah we might have brought it up from time to time yeah, that was a good thing that came out from the Jurassic Park three uh, time, mm. and sadly yeah. doesn't exist anymore. But it was it was great that they had a website and everything with all the dinosaur encyclopedia and um, how you know their there's their funding for paleontology. I hope they're still doing that with the Jurassic World franchise. I hope they're still funding paleontology. They should. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of sad how a lot of them a lot of them sort of sites come and go. Um, yeah, it like is. We, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Dan's JP Free page. Like when you go to that now, it comes up as a porn site. Someone's lost. Oh, the, uh, get lost out! The, really? Yeah, he must have lost the. Didn't renew the rights for the website, and someone's jumped on it. Oh, I really hope kids aren't going on there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't suggest it. I'm pretty sure last time I tried to get on there, that's what it came up as. But kids, um, do not go to Jan's <laughs> JP Three page. That yeah. is not a good site anymore. No. no. Disclaimer right there. For the parents, but but to end out the minute, <laughs> we get um, <laughs> lastly in the novel here too. We get a little bit more from Grant when they're running through the clearing and he sees the thicker trees. He actually says the dinosaur won't be able to fit between the large trunks after he says there you go. So we got there in the end. <laughs> that's uh, no. that's the novel. Anything else on twenty five? You just want to discuss before we get heavy for the week? I'm good. Um, I think I'm good too. Yeah. Yep, alright. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is jurassicminutes.wordpress.com, and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, 
pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minute podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on Earth or Heaven could get me on that island. You're Desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to Mommy now! It's the, it's the dinosaur there!